Last time on Taverns and Caverns, the party was able to have a long night's rest after battling the Aksha on the shores of Lake Naruno. During our morning breakfast, we had to say goodbye to Omug, super sad, and prepare ourselves for the upcoming mission at the Amiwa Ruins. Hota and Stella decided to put bacon in their pockets, which was really gross. Nobody wants pocket bacon. And then we had to go meet up with Amari at the shrine. Then we got to teleport through this creepy magical circle. Hota decided it was a good idea to eat his pocket bacon, and he threw up as soon as we got there. It was super nasty. We were greeted by three soldiers, a bugbear named Biggs, Wedge, the dwarf, and Ashina Rui, Amari's loyal servant. They explained the current plans of infiltrating the Amiwa sewers in order to snuff out any potential Yaksha. Will we get into trouble? Nobody knows. Episode 73, Sewers of Amiwa. All right, so with that, four of you head down, and I'm going to reveal some areas. One hot oh. second. Uh-oh. Uh, I remember this place. You remember <laughs> this? Wait, what? It, it, looks, it looks like the brewery when we were sneaking in. <laughs> oh, it does. It's not the same map, but uh, yeah, it, it is the same sewers type setting. <laughs> the arcane delights for brewery. I remember Eddie R getting stuck in that cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So once the four of you are down below, you all have your sources of light. Like I said, it is not 100% pitch black, but it is darkened down here. But with all of your dark visions and the light sources you have, you can see for the most part. Again, as you begin to walk down below, it is just the sounds of water flowing. Potentially some sounds of drops of water just dropping from all sorts of areas in the sewers. Sewer isn't, surprisingly, isn't truthfully disgusting. It's not all that bad down below. But as you do walk down, you do notice down at the bottom of the stairs, there looks to be some bones or bodies, or I should say some skeletons, I should say, down below. You don't know if it was people that fled during the war and died down here definitely not fresh enough. Obviously, there being skeletons and bones, definitely not fresh enough for Yaksha to have devoured, at least within the last couple of days since it was reported that there were Yaksha sightings. Your main guess is any dead bodies you come across are probably bodies from the war that took place here in Amiwa. But as the four of you get down below, what do you do? I said, we, oh, I'm just going to take a look around. Make sure nothing's creeping up on us. Uh, he's going to... Is that investigation or perception? You can do either or. If I'm going to do the yeah. investigation. Whatever, the whisper. whatever fits your, your idea. 20, yeah. 21. <laughs> All right. So your investigation, as you look around, tell me exactly how you are investigating the area. He's looking at the bones and its placement, how they're positioned. Did did it look like something came from the water to get them and jump back in the water? Something, anything that's out of the ordinary. It looks like they were running down the stairs and either tripped or were killed at the foot of the stairs. There's nothing near the water's edge that looks like something jumped out at them. As you can see, there's only a few bodies 
or I should say skeletons near the stairs. The further you go in, you don't really see skeletons at all or bones, oh. I should say. Oh, so he's going to look up then. He's going to look up towards the ceiling, see if anything's up there. Uh, with a 21, you don't see anything up above, really. You just see stone, cobblestone or whatever up above, and some drops of water leaking through. That's about it. Interesting. All right, fair enough. Just going to take a step forward. All right, and it looks like Stella made a perception with a six. Stella, you're not seeing anything that really sticks out immediately at you. Uh, you see Hota walking forward, but that's about it. Hmm. I don't know. Does it look like any Yakshi here? You see anything up there, Hota? Not up there, but like some when they ran down the stairs, they just died here. I don't know exactly what that means. Oh, the, this place may not be super safe. Cool. Okay. <laughs> just going to unsheathe my weapon. You yeah, know. Let, let us make haste. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, Hota, are you going to keep walking down the path that you're in? Because right now, the current situation of where you're at, you're on the ledge, or not say the ledge, but you're on the side of the waterway and you can see the sewers is a heavily constructed sewer system. There are several small stone bridges to cross many of the streams and many of the, the waterways, but definitely where you enter, there is two waterfalls falling down into the sewers from the canals up above. And you can see, again, there are several platforms that you can walk, but right now you're walking along the edge of one of the walls and you can see there are several different areas you can turn and go. Uh, Shinobu really told you just to go straight, but from what it looks like, seems like there are a couple of different directions you can go once you reach specific areas. But there's nothing <clears throat> violent or dangerous that you can see at this time. Oh, just... May Yome do something? What are you going to do? She would like to cast something because she knows how this goes um, <laughs> group-wise. So she's just going to give you all a little bit of aid, which um, gives each of you a current hit point increase by five. So we're just going to go ahead and get ahead of oh, yeah. people going down. <laughs> good call, good call. Because if we have to like split up at all, I'm not going to be able to save you. Just go straight, she says. That's just a straight path, she says. We'll just meet in the middle. All right, so everyone gets five HP? Yeah. All right, I'll make everyone's max HP on the map plus five. So the blue bar is going to be your five extra HP. So... And then keep track of my spell slots. Go ahead and okay. do whatever you're doing. All right. And then can she also cast Sanctuary on, let's say... Hota, he's gonna walk out in front of people. <laughs> what's so, going on here? So how? What's sanctuary do? So sanctuary. If I hit this, does it go in yeah, there? Yeah, it goes. So I. It says creature though. Yeah, okay. that, yeah. Okay. People count as creatures. Yeah. So you ward a creature within range against against attack. So until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or a harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving. Ah, uh, okay. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Gotcha. So if he's walking around looking, I just want to make sure that he doesn't. Oh, he's walking around looking, but not very far from the group. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so place your characters where you want to place them. I'm going to put a icon on Hota to show that he has sanctuary. We'll make that icon the, we'll, we'll just put a little green icon so you know you have sanctuary. I'd also wanted to have Leroy. False life. False life, yeah. All right. So we got to prep this team. So you gain 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points for the diary, uh, for the duration. So go ahead and roll uh, d4 and then add 4 to that. So you get 6 more HP. So I'll add that 6 to that 5 that you already have. So you have an okay. 11 temporary HP at, at this time. There you go. Remember, when you do take hits, you take it from the temporary bar first, and then the remaining transfers to your actual HP. All right. Is Stella going to prep anything? Mm, I mean, <laughs> you guys are looking like you got it. It's just the prep work. I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this slows down the Let's hope. Of the dying and shit. All right. Uh, Roy and Stella, is that where you guys want to place your characters or are you guys moving in a little deeper? Uh, move in a little bit. Now, remember, just because he has that ward on him, if it fails, it just has to go attack someone else. Yes. Don't be getting, don't be getting too excited. Yes. All right. So with the party going into the sewers in a formation, before we continue anything, I'm going to open up, just in case you guys do decide to do so. Let me open up the turn order stuff. Mm -mm. It should be See, empty. he said just in case. Just in case. I never know. All right. What are we going to do? Fight ourselves? No, no, no. We'll just have it up, just in case. Mm -hmm. Oh, Here. no. But before right. we do that... That's, this is why I'm saying it. He tries to act like he's... Let me, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so as Hota leads the party, you now have Sanctuary uh, placed on you. Hota, make me another either Perception or Investigation, whatever you prefer. We're going with Investigation. 23. Nice. You're rolling hot fire on the investigations. It's the whispers of the dead. <laughs> they tell me things. <laughs> All right. So with the 23, you are looking around as you're walking forward. You are looking for any signs of, of battle, of potential remains, anything that can tip you off that Yaksha might be down below. And as you move further down into the sewers, you come across to your left a corner there's a corner that leads down a tunnel that goes further down. But to your knowledge, if you are to go around the corner and continue down that path, you're going to be heading east. Ashinoruri said you had to go west because they're coming from the west. So you know that that's eastwards. You probably don't want to go down that path. But to your right, heading to the west, there is a bridge that goes over the stream of water onto a middle platform in the sewers. And it looks like that middle platform has three separate bridges that connect to other walkways in the sewers. That's probably the path you will want to take based off Ashinoguri's description of what's going to happen with the plan. But as you're looking around, you do notice, or right around that corner, you do notice there is a spear that's sticking out around the corner. You see the tip of the blade on the spear. On the floor. Just a spear on the floor. Around the corner, so you'll have to move around the corner to see the rest of it. You just see the tip of a spear behind this corner to your left. Oh, oh very interesting. Yeah. He looks at that corner. He's like, hmm. well, I don't want to go down that way because I don't want that nutty Oni masked woman to go crazy on old Holter. 
So he's going to go towards the bridge and ignore the spear. Okay, so you go towards the bridge, ignoring yep. the spear. And as you step, uh, do you cross the bridge or you just move on to the bridge? Oh, he's waiting for everybody to catch up before he gets to the bridge. All right, so I'll say nothing happens. And all of you, if you're moving towards the middle platform, you all can do so right now. Once, he, once they do that, then he's going to go on the bridge. So you all walk across the bridge to your right. Yeah. And you enter this middle platform. And on the platform, there's a couple of what looks to be like some crates, wooden crates, that stand out a little bit. Why are crates in the sewers? You don't know. What do you do? Oh, boy. They ain't just bring themselves down here. Mm. What do you suppose is in it? Um, do we really have to mess with it? No, not really. I'm not really interested in it, but if you are, I am. All right. I'll go uh, investigate it. <laughs> All right. Make the investigation roll. 13 is pretty good. You walk over to the three wooden crates that are just sitting there in the middle of this platform. As you investigate the crates, all three of them look like they're fairly new crates. They are not showing any signs of old age, of being down here in the sewers for very long. You would assume that if these were crates from many years ago, they would show signs of or like degrading from all of the moisture down here. And the crates have not been opened. They're completely shut and they are sealed. Stella, wait. What? Huh? No. Entertain this idea for me, would you? What if you can ship Yaksha through crates? Mm. Would they let you? Like, would they actually stand there and not bust out? I was thinking that too. But what if they're sedated? Then there's probably some Yakshas in the crate. I said we set it on fire. Um, oh, no, no, no. I got nothing to set it on fire with. Well, let's not, let's not be hasty. Let me see what I've got. She's digging her. She's tapping her chin, thinking if she has anything. All right, Holt is going to do something stupid. He's going to tap on the crate. No, he's going to tap on the crate. Oh, I was going to do sacred flame if you wanted to. I was about to say, I was going to use a firebolt. Yeah, go for it. Oh. Which one? I was just gonna tap on and see if anything responds. No, oh, I mean, you want to do that? Go for it. <laughs> I suggest attacking. You got that ward on you? That's up to you. Well, I do have that ward on me. He's just gonna step up to it, pull out his sword, and do one of these uh, ginger taps. As you tap on the crate, you just hear, "Hey, what do you want?" No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you, you uh you tap on it no response at least not one up from a yaksha or anything like that no sound comes but the only sound that you all can hear is hota's hands tapping on some wooden boards from the crate and you can hear that tapping kind of just echoes through the tunnel i do have a crowbar maybe i should just open one what do you say or should we just ignore it no. I can catch it on fire. I'm going to say, we spent too much time here to ignore it now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just look at it, and she just goes, sacred flame. 
<laughs> All right, Eddie. Sacred flame. Sacred flame. Ah. So you attack one of the crates, and actually, sacred flame. That's a spell save, right? DC. That's not an attack roll, if I remember uh, correctly. Yeah, you're right. So that probably doesn't work the way I want it to. Oops. I'm trying to edit this. Jesus. So it doesn't say lame. <laughs> so the target must make a dexterity saving throw. Well, obviously. It says a, the box loses fire. Yeah. <laughs> so sacred flame. We'll say that you're able to burn parts of the box or the crate. Parts of it begin to burn, and you can smell the wood begin to burn as the sacred flame disintegrates parts of it. And Yoma doesn't do it in a way where it makes the box explode by any means, but you can see parts of the side of the box that the flames are devouring. You can see parts of the side begin to turn into ash as inside you can kind of peek into it with the flames still burning it. What you see inside the crates, however, is not what you would expect. It's not a yaksha, anything alive, but you do see what looks like equipment. You see arms and armor inside. I'll be damned. Oh, oh there's equipment in here. In the box at least that Yomi burned. Yeah, he just gonna relay that message. <laughs> well, not a yaksha. Not a yaksha. But these boxes are new. Who deliver it down here? Are we paranoid? Yeah. Yes. Again, cool. yes. As Hota said, they are, look to be new. So, very, I'd say, questionable to their current placement in some random sewers under Amuo ruins. You do anything else? Do you take any of the supplies from that box? Do you open the other two boxes? Because nothing, you can't hear anything other than the echoing of that knocking, the tapping that Hota did. I'll tell you what, I think I'm about to just push this into the sewer and be done with it. What, what, they, if they're armor, then it can it's be probably, used. It's probably cursed or a monster itself. I doubt that. He's going to step back. Help yourself, Roy. Um, can I do detect magic? You can't. If he steps back further, then <laughs> you can do detect magic. Hold on, is that a? I think that's. Okay. A, I think that might be a spell. It is. Yeah. I'm using lots of spell slots. All I'm saying, guys. So. Uh oh. If I use that, that's a spell slot. Um. No, I'll let I'll let Roy see what happens. Okay. Yeah, I'm stepping back. Uh, All right, we're he's right. gonna he's gonna investigate the armor. So see if it can be the flames will have to be doused by Yome. So I'll assume that Yome takes the flames off so you can actually reach into the crate, pull out You're any welcome. of the equipment. As you take the armor out, Roy, you notice make me a history check. Right. What you find are some heavy armor, plate armor, heavy stuff. 15. 15. As you inspect the armor, it is well-made armor. Heavy plate. It's enough armor inside. This one crate could probably fit four to five people, depending on the size. And as you're inspecting the armor, it is well-made armor. New. Brand new. You can still smell the smell from the smithy that made these this equipment. However, with a history check of 15... You're inspecting that armor. It is not armor 
that a samurai would wear from Shimada. It is not armor that any citizen or warrior from Mazugro up north would wear. It is armor of the Koldarians. Oh, that makes Holta mad. <laughs> Put that shit down. We ought to get. We ought to report this. I'm in agreement. Uh, I definitely do not like wearing things that weren't made by my own hand. So, no worries there. We'll just come back. Okay. <laughs> so, so you place the armor back in the box. You don't do anything with the other two crates. And we could check those too, see if they're like, if there's weapons or any other shit. Maybe provisions they probably brought down here. Totally up to you. I won't say if you have to or not. Holt is going to use his crowbar to open the uh, open one of the other ones. You open one of the other crates. Mm-hmm. What you see inside the second crate that's next to that is you don't see the armor. You do happen to see though inside the second crate, there looks to be some weaponry. There's a couple of daggers and some swords laying there in the box that look brand new as well. They all, none of them seem from the looks of it, anything magical or special about them. They just look like your standard issued weaponry for soldiers. Armor, weapons. Let me guess, this last crate is food. Stella starts rubbing her hands. That's what I'm talking about. Sounds like they were trying to make their own little mini army. The other boxes. Yeah, from under our nose, he's going to open that last crate with his crowbar. As you jam open, it in there angrily. As you jam the last crate open, you don't find provisions, as you're expecting. You don't find armor or weaponry. You do find something interesting, though. Inside the third crate, and the crate's about the same size as the other two, so it's fairly big. I mean, enough to fit five suits of armor. Mm-hmm. Inside this crate you notice there is what looks like to be a sleeping child that has all signs of Moritai's corruption on him. And you can see that this child's chest has already bursted through. His ribs are cracked open. Is it a baby? But inside the ribs, you can see these large eyes closed. Oh. And you see Holta kind of sink, sink his head into his shoulders. And he's putting his finger to his lips saying, as in a quiet, be quiet, shut up type, type deal. Hi. And then he just points down into the crate. He's going to lift Stella up if she gets close enough so she can see. What? Make me a perception check, Stella. Okay. He kind of shushes while he's lifting her up. Stop. <laughs> All right. So you have an eight on your perception. Uh, I'll give you advantage only because this is a pretty obvious thing. So you have a 20. As Hota lifts you up to look down, again, you see this child lying there with his rib cage torn open. Inside his body are these two large eyelids that are closed 
you definitely see the signs of corruption all over his body, just like the villagers back in Tano in that cave. You notice the corruption spreading. However, the corruption spreading on this child, there is vials of liquid that are next to this child in the crate, glowing bright blue, green, and red. The vials have tubes that are flowing from them into the child's body. That's what you notice. What the fuck? He kind of covers her mouth and puts her down. <laughs> He's looking at Yome. He's trying to uh, signal for fire, but he doesn't know how. So you see him just waving his arms everywhere like a wacky inflatable tube man. <laughs> Stella. <laughs> what are you doing? He's pointing. He's like, Ugh, Ugh. he's kind of mut- muttering like, "Courage the cowardly dog." Courage the cowardly dog. <laughs> where he's like trying to like articulate where it's at. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. You, do you want? Do you want me to kill this kid? I want you to set it on fire. Just a kid. <laughs> Look what's in it. Uh... Kid's dead. Is he dead? Dead? You can't tell. His rib you, cage you, is burst open. You you can tell though it it's not a normal child, and their corruption is involved. Uh, being a you're asking me to perform a very late term abortion. I just don't know morally <laughs> Listen, where I stand on that level yet. If I can set it on fire, I'd do it myself. Right? Well, she like no. does like a a. a side. We'll remove the vials that are attached to it so it can stop powering up. <laughs> Unplug that bitch like a lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a lava lamp. Oh, it's getting my. stronger by the minute. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll reach in and move the vials. All right, <laughs> so, All right, really. Quick. I have a sleight of hand. But as you begin to reach in, I need everyone to make me some. Was I not going to catch it on fire? No, just just wait. Wait, just make your just initiatives. Wait my ass. Make your initiatives. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Oh, make initiative. That's like curse words. All right. I'm rolling my initiative. Okay. Oh. Damn. Nice. Nice. All right. So Hota has a crit with 25 total initiative. Let me add to that list. So we have Hota, Stella, Yome, then Roy. Yeah, make me allow me to use my dice to make a roll. No, you ain't gotta do that. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. Why not? Why not? I uh, I got a ten. All right. So as you go to reach down into the crate, before you you're tempted to pull that yoink those vials away from the child's body that's implanted in his arms. Uh, you hear a voice coming from the side down south of the sewers. What do you think you're doing? Playing with something that isn't yours. And as you hear this voice, you see this man standing down below on one of the other platforms near a door that has been opened. There looks to be a room that is to the southwest of the map mm-hmm. and outside there is a there is a man staring at you 
and he is has his arms folded. He is in full armor, and his armor is the same brand of armor that is in that crate. It's a Koldarian soldier. Oh boy! So as he speaks out at you, what do you all do? I ain't saying shit to him. I'm gonna use my sleight of hand <laughs> and uh, remove these vials. Uh, so as go make a sleight of hand. Yep. Ooh. So you made a 12. Uh, what's the other three doing really quick as this guy just shows up out of nowhere? When he asks what we think we're doing, Stella goes, Nothing. What are you doing? And where'd you come from? Where I come from doesn't matter. You're not wearing the armor of the Shamaran military. Let me guess. Purifier sent to snuff out any yaksha. Hmm. That's actually correct. I ain't gonna tell him shit. Who is he? So that 12, you'll be able to yank those cords out from the child. But the man is looking at you, Hota, mm-hmm. anticipating that that's exactly what you're doing. And he just raises his head. Uh I'm not going to be able to allow you to leave with your lives. And he just whistles out. As he whistles, you can hear his whistle echoes throughout the sewers. And as he looks at Hota, for tampering with Koldarian resources, I'm going to have to make sure that you are punished by death. And as he whistles. You all hear now in the distance, all around the sewers and the tunnels, movement kind of just scattering. And as that movement happens, you just hear now hissing and this weird creature-like moan echo throughout the sewers. And what you see coming from all around the tunnels, all around you, even at the entry point where you guys stepped in, you see these creatures begin to run out. What you see are these corrupted rats. They look like were-rats to surround the party. Really? (laughs) What? What do you mean, really? I've seen that picture. (laughs) Again. He already said goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) We got buffers in place. Eddie are like rats. Yeah, Eddie are somewhere rats. <laughs> Again, these are corrupted Yaksha rats from the sewers that have been transformed into humanoid creatures, abominations. You can see they're foaming at the mouths. But the first thing that happens when you see these creatures begin to surround you, you're all automatically confused. Yaksha are corrupted creatures and individuals from Moritai. This man is a Koldarian soldier that is controlling them. That's already throwing red flags. But with that, you see the soldier just folds his arms. Finish them. Leave not one alive. Tear them limb from limb. Leave that one for me. And he's pointing at Hota. And at that point, we're going to say combat is going to take place. 
right. So as you are surrounded, Hota, you have top of the round. You're at 25. Stella's next. After Stella's Yome, Rory, and then the Yaksha. Hota, what are you doing? You pull out the cords from the child's body. As you do so, that liquid begins to spill everywhere from the vials. And the eyes in the child's ribcage do not open whatsoever. But what are you doing? He's looking at that guy. Well, after we're done piecing your friends apart, I'll kill you and have you arrested. So he's going to move towards this bridge over here. To the left. Let's, All right. So we're heading to the west. Actually, let's see. Yeah, I can just make it. Yeah. Yeah, you can just make it. He's going to go over there. And he's going to slash at this thing All right, with his scimitar. You rush at the rat Yaksha. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me, please. Oof. That Oof. is nine. That is not going to hit, unfortunately. Oh. Um, offhand dagger. <laughs> All right. There hey, we are. The 16 will hit. Roll me some damage. All right. Now you speak my language. For six points of damage. Very nice. You take your dagger and you cut into the Yaksha as it hisses out at you. All right. Anything else, Hoka? Not at this time. All right. With that, Stella, it is your turn, Stella. What exactly are you doing? I am going to cast sleep on these bastards. Oh, I nice. love to put people to sleep. Yes, you do. It's, it's a great spell. It does a lot. All right. So you're going to cast it. I'm going to need you to make me a roll for the mm -hmm. hit dice. And I believe your roll is going to be, let's see here, 5d8s. <laughs> 30, very nice. So you have 30 points of HP that you can affect is how many hit points of creature spells this can affect. So creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected. So what area are you pointing at? Because it's within 20 feet. Okay, so I'm probably just going to... You can affect either... Well, with 30 it'll be two at a time, either way. Yeah, either way, two at a time, if you can affect yeah. any of them. I'm going to do uh, the ones down at the southern right, bottom right side of the map. All right, so once you're to stop them from trying to jump us. Yeah. So you have 30 HP worth, and you can affect with 30 HP, you can effectively affect one of them. So we'll say the left or right, which one do you want to put to sleep? Oh, I see. Okay, I thought it would do both of them, but that's fine. Um, it doesn't matter which one. All right, so I'll, I'll put a sleep icon. Well, actually, since it's only one, let me just do the one that's south to Hota. Okay. Because they're about to try to jump his ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you put that Yaksha asleep. You just see it closes its eyes and it's asleep. Do you do anything else? Um... No. All right. Yome, what are you doing? So you put the one to sleep that's near... South of Hota. South of Hota. Oh, I see. It has a sleepy face. D is this kid still alive? Not that you know of. Oh, okay. I thought I needed to, he, he I don't pulled, need to he fire pulled, He pulled the vials that are attached to the kid from it. Again, the kid's probably dead. His okay. chest is open, but there's eyes in the chest that are closed. Oh, Lord. You have no idea what the hell is going on with this child. Other than the corruption, signs of Moritai have begun to spread on its body. 
I would dead this shit before it becomes a problem. I feel. But I don't think I could have used another action. Can I cast Sacred Flame on the kid just to make sure? You could. (laughs) Can I roast this child to bits? (laughs) May I roast this child? Yeah, you can. Is that what you want to do? Um, maybe. Hold on, let me look. Roast them. What are those? Are you about to wake up a boss fight? (laughs) You're the one that wanted me to catch it on fire. Now don't back down now. I mean, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) I'm going to do Sacred Flame. Okay, so I have to make a roll. It's a sleeping child, Ryan. I know, but is it really a child? (laughs) All right, so I I rolled low. So your sacred flame goes off, do your damage. It's, what is it, 1d8? Yeah. All right, six points of damage. Uh, Hota, you, or Roy and Stella can see it because they're close to the crate. Sacred flames, fire begins to descend upon this creature child's body, and it burns into flames. And as it does so, the giant eyes that are the size of your fists inside the opened ribcage they open and as they open you can see the bones from the ribs begin to shake as if it was a mouth a side mouth or a sideways mouth and as it does so you can hear this screech coming from the rib cage of this child where the eyes are as if it was screeching in pain yeah! I am so weak. So faded. The arms of the child begin to sway back and forth and they grab onto the top of the crate as the child begins to just be, it shakes and, and spins around in the crate as it's on fire. It does not get up from the crate, but you are burning this creature. So now it's a tornado kid? No, or not- a fire tornado kid? Kind of, yeah. Oh shit! It's not getting That's out. That's worse of, than a normal kid. It's not getting out of the box. It's just burning in the box. So whatever you're doing, it's you're killing it for sure. Well, yeah, but why do I hear Mother Brain's music from Super Metroid? Yeah. I hear boss music for some odd reason. All right, uh, that's Yome's turn. No, it's not. Oh. I'm using a bonus action, bitch. Oh, okay, okay. Damn. damn. God damn. My bad. <laughs> Summon spiritual weapon. Oh, okay. Here, I'll um, copy you. I'll put the yellow, I'll put blue icon. That's your spiritual weapon. Move it wherever you want. Put, um, are these like rats looking things? Yeah, they're like Yaksha corrupted. Okay, I didn't rats. know if they could fly. No, you don't. They're not like the owlbear Yaksha. Okay. I'm going to put it over by Hota for the advantage. Okay. And All that's right. my turn. All right. Roy Royce, what are you doing? You have this screeching child creature in this crate, but you're surrounded by reaction. First, he'll uh, look at the Kodarian soldier. Hey, you scum. Just to let you know, we're not just purifiers. We're the purest fire. And then... uh, (laughs) Hello in the back with our hand up. (laughs) Fist pumping. He's going to cast a firebolt on this rat yaksha. Over so here. You're, you're right. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me. 17 will hit for four points of fire damage. 
your firebolt slams against the rat yaksha, burning some of its fur off of its chest. All right. Anything else? I'm going to move up. All right. So you move up a little bit towards the bridge closer to Hota and Yome. All right. It is now their turn, unless you have anything else, Roy. Bonus action-wise. No. All right. Not right so now. So the Yaksha in front of Hota, it just... It's like a rabid rat, were-rat. It's going to oh. attempt to claw at you. That still had that sanctuary on me. Oh, that's right. You do. So with that, it's not able to attack you with the sanctuary. I don't know. Hold on. Let me read the sanctuary again, because I think if he attacks somebody, that fucks it up. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. If the warded creature makes an attack... Makes an attack, casts a spell that affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature, it ends. That spells... Okay, gone. good. Yeah. So you made an attack, right? Yep. So your spell's gone. I just have my five temporary hit Correct. Points. So I rolled a 13. Does that hit you with its claw? Parried. All right. So you parry the Yaksha's um, claw, but the Yaksha jumps and spins in midair and attempts to bite your neck. Trying to bite you like the rat bit Black Dow. <laughs> I rolled a 16. Does that hit? Ah, oh, that just hits. Okay. So the bite is going to deal you six points of piercing damage. All right. The other Yakshas, one's asleep, can't do anything. The other one charges towards Yome. <laughs> it's not able to reach her just yet. Close. And the other well, that two... was a lot of noise for someone who wasn't even going to get here. Oh, it's charging at you. It's running at you, making that sound. Okay, silly. calm down. On all fours. <laughs> and that's all <laughs> that they currently can do. All right. Second round. Hota, it's your turn again. You notice oh. Yome's spiritual weapon is now behind that Yaksha that attacked you. Oh, yes, I do. Which means he's going to swing his scimitar and hope for uh, he can hit. Does that hit 14? 14 will hit. You oh, have a, thank you God. You have advantage, too, because it's surrounded. Uh, I'm going to roll that again, then. All right. And really quick, as you're doing that. All right. Nice. So I totally missed the Yaksha up above. There is one north of Hota that I did not move. Yep. So Hota, that's coming down at you. Yeah, that oh, you were on my plan. I think that you jumped. Sorry. That, that can reach you. Did not see that. Uh, um, let me make the attack roll really quick before you make yeah. yours. I rolled a 15. It's And I'm going to roll... Uh, that's an 8. So the bite's going to miss, but the claw hits you. The claw is going to deal you 4 points of slashing damage. Alright. All right. So your scimitar, though, with a 19 will hit the Yaksha. Alright. <clears throat> So we're going to do the damage on that scimitar real quick. Then we're going to add in some sneak some sneak attack. That's 2d6. So 8 slashing damage from your scimitar. Plus the sneak attack. Yep, you get your sneak attack of 6. And I'm going to use my whales from the grave. If I hit somebody with my sneak attack right afterwards, I can hit an enemy close by. With half my sneak attack damage. Oh, so 1d6. Right. So right. two more damage on the, the rat above me. All right. I'll take it. Two damage. Nice. The Yaksha takes the attack straight on. It's not dead, but it's really hurting. The one in front of you. Good. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. It is Stella's turn. So I'm just going to go to this one. 
I'm just going to do some good old-fashioned melee attack. All right, so you're going with my one next to Yome, almost next to Yome. Yeah, and I'm going to swing my rapier at it. All right, 17 will hit. Nice. Nice. That's some decent damage, 10. 10 is, that's really good damage. All right, you're able to pierce the Yaksha in the chest as it's running towards Yome. Anything else? Mm, I literally don't think I have. Oh, um, I'm going to, I can give a Bardic Inspiration die. I'll give it to Roroy. So you can, I'll just put it in the chat. All right, so Roroy, you have the Bardic Inspiration. Actually, I can't. Basically, you can add it to either an attack roll or damage or another like a saving throw yeah yeah so you can make it to your attack roll or saving throw damage your uh purple icon means you have that bardic die you can cast it whenever you want it's a d6 okay all right uh with that i think that's it for stella yome it is now your turn if it says actually wait we can roll with that um i'm gonna get i'm gonna get behind his little butt his little rabbit. All right, next to Stella. All right, so yeah. you have it pincered. I actually don't get the extra HP, by the way. And then I guess do I just want to whack him? I think you have a mace, right? I do. You get advantage if you do, if you attack. But I can also the radiant damage doesn't do anything extra, right? It just just hurts. More. Yeah, radiant damage. Certain creatures could potentially be weak to radiant damage, yeah, like, like demons, like demons and stuff. So that would do extra damage technically, but Yaksha, it does not. It's not going to do extra damage to the Yaksha. Okay, let's just give him a good whack. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, roll a second time in case you get a crit, because you have advantage. All right. I did not. So the fifteen will hit. So you do four bludgeoning damage. You knock the Yaksha in the back of the head with your mace for four points of damage, and it just hisses out. Yeah. All right. Anybody so else? ugly. <laughs> um, I cannot do anything else, but does, that's Your spiritual secret. weapon can. Yeah. yeah. Well, But that's like a normal attack, right? Yes. So you'll have to use your bonus action to control the spiritual weapon. Um, oh, but it counts as a bonus action to hit. Yes. You oh, can attack okay. as, a bo- so you, as a bonus action. You can make an attack. Okay, so I'm gonna have it attack him. You can just roll your mace again, technically, because it's based off your melee attack. I mean, that's a 20 right there and a six. The 20 will hit, it's not a natural 20. So that's gonna do damage. So I'll do the 1d8 plus your wisdom. I guess I could I didn't realize this was in there. There you go, nine points of damage. So your spiritual weapon, how does it kill the Yaksha in front of Hota? Oh, nice. Kill it. So the spiritual weapon comes from behind and it's smack. Is it a bludgeoning weapon or a slashing weapon or piercing weapon that you summon? Um, it's like a, I, I want it to, hmm. Bobby's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be like a cool halberd. Okay. Can Ooh. I make it whatever I want? I mean, any spiritual type weapon. Yeah, you can put it to make whatever form you want, basically. Yeah. Like, can it be like a? <laughs> I, I mean yeah i guess i i know i'm just kidding it's just a halberd i don't know okay so the halberd comes down it cuts the yaksha in two from behind dope there you go and, you and see then the, the black... i get to move yes you too. can move if you want yeah 
So you move the spiritual weapon to the side, now giving Hote another advantage on the second Yaksha next to him. Excellent. Well played. All right. Roy, Royce. Roy is going to rush and he is going to cast uh, Thunder Wave. All right. So you rush down southeast at the other two trying to cross the bridge from yourself in a 15 foot cube. Thunderous Wave shoots out. They have to make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage and is not pushed away. All right, I just rolled a nat 20 for the first one, so it'll take take half damage. And the second one, I rolled a 17, so they both take half damage, but and they're not pushed away. So you rolled your thunder damage there, so that's 2d8, so you rolled a 7, so they'll take 3 points of damage each. You see the thunderous wave comes out of you, and it hits both of them, but it's not able to push them back. Good stuff. Do you have any bonus actions? Or are you good? Uh, I'm good. All right. It is now their turn. The Yakshas that you just hit with the thunderous wave, they glare at you, Roroy. <laughs> and they both jump at you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Remember, they are smarts. One comes around from behind you. It rushes past you, and it skids like a fucking Tokyo drift car. And it comes around you, and it jumps out at you to attack you with a uh, 15 slashing. 15 slashing is going to deal you three points of damage. And I rolled a... That is going to be a 21 bite. That's going to hit for six points of damage. Oh! Remember, you're taken away from your temporary HP first. Meanwhile, the other Yaksha that's next to it dives out in front of you. You're now pincered. It has advantage on its attacks. God. Uh, real quick, well, that was six, right? Yes. But last, yes. Okay. So I rolled a two and a five. It's going to miss, even with advantage, but it's going to attempt to bite you now with advantage. And with an advantage, I got an 18. So the bite will hit, but the slash misses. The bite is going to deal eight points of damage. Oh. Meanwhile, the Yaksha in between Stella and Yome hisses out, and it's going to attempt to attack Stella, and I rolled a 17. Does that hit you, Stella? Yes. All right, and I rolled a 1 to attempt to bite you, so the bite's going to miss, but the claws will hit you. Okay, I'm going to use a reaction. All right, what's your reaction? I'm going to use one of my Bardic Inspiration die and subtract the number roll from the DM's roll based on what I roll on a D6. So I subtract five from whatever you just rolled to hit me. To hit or to damage? To hit me. Oh, to I hit think. you. So I rolled a 17. So that would be minus five. So what's your AC? 16. Okay. So it will miss you. Yeah. Nice. So you're able to dodge the Yaksha's attack. Very nice. The Yaksha next to Hota is going to still attack Hota. It's not going to attack the spiritual weapon. Uh, that is a 15. It that's a, that's the slash. The bite is going to oh, that's crit. Oh, the slash is going to be five points of damage. The bite is going to be 14 points of damage. Oh, oh. all right, man. All right, so with that, that is all the Yaksha. The other Yaksha is asleep, can't do anything. The Koldarian soldier is still watching them. 
with his arms folded. And you can see he looks over to the left for a moment. And really quick, on the western side of the map where the tunnels are, you do hear and see friendly faces. Figs. Come on, Wedge. And Wedge. And psycho bitch. Along with Ashino Ruri. Yeah. They make their way down the tunnel. And they see Hota just get pummeled by the Yaksha. And as they appear, their weapons are drawn. And you can just hear uh, Ashino Ruri. She makes out this loud battle cry. And she screams out, Death comes for you! Prepare to die, Yaksha! And they are now part of the battle. Hota, it's your turn. Let's see here. This is, this, this is, this ain't good, all right? You got to impress your lady. Yeah, so he's going to, he's going to slash at uh, this Yaksha in front of him with his scimitar. He's going to look fancy while doing it. Oh, that's fancy 20. indeed. That's a 20. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and do that damage real quick. And then he comes around with the sneak attack. All right. Bam! Nine points of damage. Very nice. And then he's going to you still he's going to use his host- hmm? I said you still have your offhand damage too, your dagger attack. Yeah, but I want to re- restore some HP. Okay. Without actually t- using the potion, so I'm tr- I'm going to use my hospitality. Okay. But I don't know how far I can use the the help action. So what are you trying to do? With the help action. Oh, use hospitality on um either Roroy or Stella. Okay, so the, I, I believe the help action is a full action. It's not a bonus action. Okay. Well, actually, mine says bonus. Oh, if it says bonus under It's your... under Faye Gif. Okay, so then it's a bonus action, yes. So you can help an ally. It doesn't tell you the distance. No. All right, so it says here... For my then, so you can give a creature advantage on the next ability check to make perform Ooh. a task with helping, or you can give a creature within five feet. Actually, I can do it. I can do it on two people. It's uh, equal to my proficiency bonus. Oh snap! Well, Stella, Roy, yeah, you're getting some uh, some bonus HP because I get it too. One d six plus my proficiency, so. All right, so so it doesn't say the distance, but it says alternatively you can aid a friendly creature in attacking a creature within five feet of you. So it just says lend your aid to another creature in the creature's task when you take the help action. The creature. All right, so it doesn't say a distance, so I'll say you can. Have, for now, you can choose whoever. Yeah, I'm using my my fade gift, which um which with my fade gifts I'm using hospitality. So for Stella and Roroy, you get six. Bonus HP, and I get that too. Nice. Okay. All right. Anything else, Hoda? No. All right. You're not able to kill the Yaksha, but it's really hurt. Stella, it is your turn. I'm going to move to the edge so that this Geralt-looking dude can see me. Okay. The <laughs> Koldarian soldier. It's called yep. the Geralt-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> And I shout out to him. Hey, stuffy pants. You want to hear a joke? How does the paladin protect against the heat of a firebolt? He turns up his AC. 
<laughs> and then she casts hideous laughter. Oh. <laughs> All right. So a spell save. I have to make a spell save. So I'm going to say something. Make me, you know what? Make me an arcana check really quick, Stella. Okay. Because this is something special about this. Okay. Right. You, you got a seven. So I just made a roll for the spell save DC. And I'm going to say something. I can't. I can't say why, but as you cast Hideous Laughter on the Koldarian, you see the Koldarian, he, is, he was looking to his left for a moment after Ashinaluri just shouted out, and as he was looking to his left, he was looking into the, the doorway next to where he's at. There's a room where he's standing next to him with the door open. He looks back over at you with his arms folded, and you can see he looks somewhat disappointed, and your Hideous Laughter spell goes off, but you feel... It does not penetrate through his defenses. He gives you this grin. Child's play. You think a Kodarian soldier would fall for such a spell? I think not. And you can feel the spell does not penetrate at all. Something about him negated that spell. A motherfucker. (laughs) I am not amused by your jokes. Well, I thought it was pretty funny. Fuck you, man. That was pretty good. And she uses the rest of her movement to go back to the center of the stage instead. All right. Any bonuses? I peek in the box on the way to there to make sure that baby was, you know. Oh, it's it's still burning. It's still screeching. Crispy. Oh, it's still screeching? Yeah, it's still burning and screeching. I mean, he's getting cooked. I don't. I can't attack it as a bonus action, can I? Like kick it? (laughs) Can I kick the kid? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you want to try kicking a burning body, but I mean, no, I'm just gonna run here. Okay. (laughs) The more options you give me, the more I take, man. (laughs) All right, yo, mate, it's your turn. Okay. I kick the baby. No, I'm just kidding. I don't kick the baby. Um. No. <laughs> I'm gonna whack him. You whack at the Yaksha still next to you. Go I'll ahead whack and make an attack roll. With a 17, that will hit for eight bludgeoning damage. How do you kill the Yaksha in front of you? Uh nice. my mace just explodes his head. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you take I mean... your giant club mace and you smack it on the side of its head. Its eyes come popping out like Oberyn yeah. Martell after exactly. the giant or the, the mountain crushes his head. Damn. All right, you still have your bonus action and movement. My bonus action, mm, you looking low, buddy. So I think I'm going to heal him. For eight. All right, use healing word to heal Hota for eight points of damage. Oh, nice. All right. I think that's it, because my bonus action was healing word instead of commanding my swords. Right. So. And then I'm going to move just a little closer. Actually, I'll move here. I'll give the advantage. All right. Sounds good. So you move down to Roroy to help him out. All right. Roroy, it is now your turn. I'm so proud of your HP right now, Roroy. (laughs) 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 I can't can't wait to get back and tell Omug, like, dude, you ain't going to believe it. (laughs) You're right. Omug does not believe. As uh, Roroy sees Yome behind him, uh, he's going to turn 
and say, you know what? I don't think I'm starting to get the hang of it. Just best way to purify these yakshas is to make sure you connect. And he's going to use his thunder gauntlets. Punching the one in between you and Yome. So you have an advantage. So make a second roll. 24 will hit for six points of thunder damage. All right. So the yaksha takes the six thunder damage. All right, so the creature hit by this gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against other targets until the start of your next turn. Mm-hmm. So it has disadvantage. I'll give it a red icon for disadvantage. All right. And that'll be it. All right, cool. So he has disadvantage and is now their turn. The Yaksha in front of Hota is foaming at the mouth. It's really hurt. It's pissed it off, Hota. Good. It's going to <laughs> shift around. But it's going to get an attack of opportunity on the spiritual weapon if you want to use a reaction, Yome, to attack it. Because it's leaving yeah. the threat radius. Yep. All right. Make me I an attack I want to do roll. that. Kill it. That will hit. Do Your... it. Do it. Oh, do I it. keep forgetting. Do I it. need to just hit this. Eight points of force damage. So as the Yaksha tries to skid around Hota to get an advantage on him, your spiritual weapon... The halberd comes down and it cuts the head off of the Yaksha. It's not able to get away. Sheesh. Yome is MVP damage-wise right now. I'm figuring my character <laughs> out. Don't or, worry. Or kills. All right. So the Yaksha drops down. It's not able to do anything. And Big sees this happen. He goes, holy shit. I love <laughs> it. And as that's going on, the Yaksha down below is still asleep. He ain't waking up. I'm rolling poorly for this guy. Damn. The Yaksha in between Yome and Roy, though, it's going to make an attack on Yome. I rolled a 12 for the first attack. Does that hit Yome? I doubt it. No. And then the next one is an 18. Does that hit Yome? That hits. Yome is going to get bit by the Yaksha for seven points of damage. Is that with disadvantage? Oh, wait. You're right. It does have disadvantage. That is going to be a 16 with a disadvantage. Does that hit? All right, it misses. <laughs> Good call. The one in front of Roy does not have disadvantage. This one is a 12. Does a 12 hit? No. The next one is going to be a 17. I think that hits you. Yes, that does. And you'll take seven points of piercing damage from the bite. All right. As that's going on, the Yaksha are doing what they can. You see the soldier now. He looks to his left again, and he just waves a hand. And as he does so, a second Koldarian soldier steps out of that room, that door he's next to. They both are wearing the exact same type of armor. But as he does so, the first soldier that you saw looks over at the party. I've had enough of this. You will not ruin our plans today. And you see the second soldier steps out. And both of them look over, and the first soldier points around towards that corner where the sleeping Yaksha is, because around that corner is where Wedge and Ashinaluri are. He points at that corner, informing the second soldier of the allies that are around the corner. The second soldier nods, and both of them quickly begin to shift forms. Now, you all know that the Koldarians have soldiers who can change into monstrosities due to some unethical method that 
their army has found ways of doing. And as they begin to shift, their armor begins to burst from beneath. Their arms grow bigger and scaly as their chests burst out of their armor. They are both now forming into what looks like these weird, deformed, humanoid, draconic beings. They become so big that they shift from a medium size to a large. Oh no. And what Get you're seeing and what you're seeing are things that you probably have never seen before. Again, they look like dragonborns, but they're not. They're more like half dragon bread created monstrosities. And as they transform, the first soldier, he jumps. And as he jumps, his feet beneath him leave dents in the ground. And as he jumps, he soars over the water onto the middle platform, crashing into the ground beneath him. And as he lands, Yome and Stella being 10 feet away from him, you can feel the sheer force as it lands coming from him, blowing you kind of to the side. And the other does the same, and begin, except begins to walk around the corner. And as it does so, they both just roar out as their voices echo throughout the sewers. And as it comes around the corner near the sleeping Yaksha, you can see it looks down towards Wedge and Ashina Uri. And Wedge, Biggs, and Ashina, they all look at them confused. Like, they did not realize Koldarians were in the sewers. They didn't see them. That is their turn. It is now the allies' turn. You see Wedge and the others, they just shout out. And Wedge takes his giant warhammer, and he rushes at the second Kodarian soldier. The dwarf, with all his might, swings his warhammer down at the Kodarian that's now half-dragon. And as he swings that warhammer down, you see the half-dragon grabs onto the giant warhammer with its left hand and he catches it and he lifts it up lifting wedge into the air wedge is not able to hit ashinoguri is going to rush forward and she has a naginata which is this basically a japanese glaive and you can see she's going to swing and she swings as she does so she's going to attack the sleeping yaksha next to this soldier and as she does so for role-playing purposes because it's asleep we're just going to say her glaive comes across and it cuts the head off of that sleeping Yaksha. Damn. Woo. She wasn't kidding about that death stuff. And as she cuts the head off, you can see the black ooze begins to drop from her glaive. As she spins her glaive around, she looks over at Wedge, who's being lifted up because he's not letting go of his warhammer into the air. And she stares at the Kodarian soldier. And as she stares at him, today... I shall feast upon your blood, Kodarian. And Biggs looks over and he rushes down towards the other three. And he looks over at Hota and he points, Hota, help your friends with the other one. We'll take care of this one. As you wish. And that's their turn. Hota? Hota, is, uh, are items a um, uh, bonus action? Depending on the item. Just a potion. A potion is a standard action. 
Hmm. So I can't fire my crossbow and then use a potion. So we're just gonna use the potion. Just gonna go ahead and take a take a drink real quick. All right. So you go go ahead and heal yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna move. We're gonna get a little closer. Let's see. Yeah, we're gonna move about here. All right. All right. So you rush towards the middle platform. As you do so, you can feel the sheer power coming from the transformed Kuldarian. And Hota, you're no stranger to the Kuldarians. You've seen them before. Mm -hmm. You know this is the kind of stuff they do. So you're not too shocked that they transformed. However, you are probably confused to why they are in the sewers underneath Amiwa ruins. Very confused. So with that being your turn, is that it? Yes. Okay. It is going to be Stella's turn. However, at this point, with the new Kodarians transforming, there's still two Yaksha left. We're going to say that ends this episode of Taverns and Caps. Damn. <laughs> Man, damn. I'm going to cast one thing before you ended it. <laughs> um, okay. if, if you want to cast something now, I mean, I'll let you do it, Bri, but you'll have to remember that you cast it, whatever you're casting. Oh, yeah, I'm casting Cloud of Daggers so you can start your uh, turn there. Okay, okay, okay. So you want to cast it on the guy next to you? Yep. And we will end this episode of Taverns and Caverns there. Thanks again for listening to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. If you enjoyed our shenanigans, we ask that you please leave us ratings and reviews on Apple iTunes or any other podcast platform that you use. Also, please be sure to check out the Taverns and Caverns Patreon for exclusive content that you won't want to miss. You can find me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yo, I'm Bri. I play Stella. And you can follow me on Twitter at Blaze underscore Nancy Bri King or NBK. I am Robert Jones and I played Hota Lu Bay. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Truebone, T-R-U-B-O-N-E. I'm Felicia, and I play Yome. You can find me on Insta or Twitter at Dagger Tribal. I'm Rod, or Rodimus, playing Roroy Rice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rodimus7901 or at Instagram at Rodimus83. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Those are all of our players and our cast members for Tavern of the Cavern Season 2. Until next time, take care.